ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please share with your friends and your family. We are currently in our knowing series studying in the book of John, and it's that time. Let's jump right into it. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I have my sister-in-law, Kyla, and Britton here with me today. And today we had an awesome message uh, by Pastor Wade. Uh, Pastor Tom and Sue are out uh, on their 45th anniversary. Crazy. They're out in uh, out of town. Uh, where are they? <laughs> they're um, they are doing a. Uh, they're like in LA, like a cruise out okay. of LA. I yeah. don't know. Uh, <laughs> I sent them a message. I'm like, I hope you don't get kidnapped and held at ransom because none of us can afford to get you out. Listen, so, your, your mom also did tell me that I have to be the responsible one in the family. I, so like any type of passwords or accounts <laughs> that they have, I have to be the one because your, your mother doesn't trust any of you girls. <laughs> no, <Okay>. she shouldn't. <laughs> it's like somebody needs to be in charge and it can't be... Any of us, so that's hilarious. But, anyway. So forty fifth, are they like? Do they get married at like three? Like, there's no way they're a day over oh, like forty eight. Right? Like, wow, you wanna, that. it's you just because you you now work for my dad. I I'm, new here. I'm still kissing up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. they are old. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. Old anyway, enough, but. Um, so Pastor Wade uh, gave the sermon today. And kind of talking about uh, the resurrection and Jesus appearing to the disciples after his death, rising again, and kind of goes into where they're in this locked room and uh, Jesus appears to them. And uh, from John chapter 20, and uh, the first thing that he says is, peace be with you. And I just want to kind of get your take on how do you think the disciples felt when uh, Jesus first appeared to them after that, after dying and, and coming back. I mean, wouldn't you be shocked? Like, right? whoa, yeah. what are you doing here? This was probably peace be with you. Like, cal- everyone calm down. Yeah. Everyone yeah. stay calm. I know this is shocking. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be freaking out. I would need some peace. Well, I even like how he related it to the fact that they probably were, like, the door was locked for a reason. Like, they're terrified, probably for their lives. Like, mm-hmm. they just led this ministry with this man that claimed to be the Son of God, and now he's dead. <laughs> like, they're like, what do we, the door is locked, and he just passes through the door, especially when he was talking about Peter. And how he must have been feeling, not only losing Jesus, but also like, I just denied him three times when I told him I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you hear is peace be with you. Like, peace be with you. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely probably a lot of... A lot of fear there and a lot of, um, like you said, just shock of, and of that. sadness. Like, that's there, that was, you know, like the, yeah. even the, gosh, I can't imagine. But yeah, I mean, he even told them that he was he was going to do this. And mm. so you would think there wouldn't be that much shock. But at the same time, you know, it's something that hasn't been done before. They haven't really seen. So, um, which I think leads into like what the whole message was kind of about, about like the faith, you know, like sometimes you doubt it. And then all of a sudden he shows up and yeah. you're like, oh. Hey, yeah. we were wondering about you. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and we, I think even when we read in the Old Testament, we see the Israelites continue to mess up and we're like, how, what are they doing? Like they're seeing a pillar of fire. How are they like messing up? But like he relates it to Thomas. Like, yeah, we all look at doubting Thomas. Like how could he doubt? He saw all the miracles of Jesus, but like we do it all the time. We were like, we've seen what he's done in our lives and we still are like, are you going to show up here? Like where I haven't heard from you in a little bit. Where are you at? And it's still, we, we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, in reference to doubting Thomas, um, the scripture that he kind of referenced was 
Uh, Jesus told him, because you have seen, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed, which kind of refers to all of us not having seen the resurrected Christ and everything and how, you know, we are, um, you know, called to have this faith and we're, we're, you know, we're able to still, you know, go through our our daily lives in that. But is there anything that kind of stood out to you there with uh, Doubting Thomas and that scripture today? Um, yeah, kind of <laughs> myself. Cause I, I got to check myself actually. Cause when I hear that sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, blessed is me. Cause I believe and I haven't seen, right. But I gotta be like, hold on. So that's not what it's saying. Um, but yeah, no, I just think it's, it, it's incredible how he does that, but he does it so gently, right? Like, and when you, when you read into the kind of the original language of, of that verse, he is kind of like a little, like Thomas, look, it, they're right here. Look at my, it's not necessarily comforting. It's more like, look at my, they're right there. Here am mm-hmm. I am. Blessed are those that will believe and not see, but it's still preface with peace be with you. Right. It's like that, that, that initial peace. And Jesus just has a great way of delivering a truth with unction. That's such a like old school <laughs> Pentecostal word. I feel like unction, but still like <laughs> comfort and like, and unction. peace. Yeah. Unction. Is okay. that, am I saying Have that right? Have you been like holding know. on to that word to use? I think, okay, we were traveling. <laughs> a couple of us were at a conference this weekend and someone used that word. And I think oh, it was just fresh in go. my mind. You, like ha- I was, you were it hanging just made, out with church people. I was <laughs> hanging out with church people like the past few days. So it was just, it's fresh in there. Yeah. He's like, I got to fit this into the podcast <laughs> somehow. Oh, it just worked. It worked. So I was like, I got to use it. <laughs> I don't even know. What's the definition of that? I got to use context clues. Unction. I know. I'll look it up while you yeah. while you go. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, but no, what what stood out to me there, I mean, is that you know we all have people in our lives, friends, family that may be in that same type of mindset of of Thomas. You know, I'm not really going to believe until I I truly have something that is concrete, that is something that I can lean on and, and experience. And um, I guess for me, it was just that reminder of just not to give up on those people, not to just uh, discount them because even, you know, the closest people to Jesus were, you know, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, for, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, we can, uh, we all want that evident. Like we want some clear, um, you know, definitive, like, oh God, are you here? Where, show me, like, show me a sign, mm. show me something. I, I mean, yeah. I like, we need something tangible, mm. but like remembering this and like kind of God's direction to us through that scripture, mm. um, just, uh, is, I don't know, gives us more faith and more hope in that. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you find the definition? Yes, I did. You want it? Okay. <laughs> so I was yes. getting very nervous and sweaty for a second because the first two <laughs> definitions are the action of anointing someone with oil or an ointment oh. as a religious rite or symbol. And then I was like, oh my mm. gosh, I used it completely wrong. And second one, <laughs> treatment with a medicinal oil or ointment. Oh, oh no. Oh. The third, a manner of expressing arising or apparently arising from deep emotion, especially oh. as intended to flatter. Ooh. So, okay. okay. I was cool. right. <laughs> I was like, my heart was, I was like, oh my gosh, that was, that good was work. completely wrong. I, I want everyone to use that word Unction. one time this week. Okay. That's Perfect. our challenge. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> your, that's your homework. <laughs> anyway, I mess it up. <laughs> but, um, so he also went into, um, you know, talking, we've been going through the, uh, gospel of John here. And, uh, he referenced, uh, the verse from first Corinthians 12, where God goes or goes over the different gifts that we can get from the spirit and, um, you know, gift of wisdom, the gift of faith. And he 
references that, you know, John has that unequivocal gift of mm, faith. Right. And, you know, that is something that not a lot of us have, or maybe there is, but it, like Pastor Wade said, you know, he doesn't fall into that. And I don't fall into that myself. Um, but do you guys know people in your life that have this gift of faith? And why is it important uh, to have those people in the church? Yeah. I'm So I'm with you. You kind of like mm-hmm. cut yourself off from something. No, I'm with you though. I, I don't think there's a ton of people that have that spiritual gift because most of us do have some doubts and some, not always, but they slip in here and there and then some questions and like, what's going on here? But we, we correct it with faith where we have to like put our faith online. But I know people in my life, my grandma's one of them that is just, she seems to in every situation, just trust what God is doing, no matter what, no matter how bad it is, no matter how negative it is. She just trusts what the Lord or positive even like she doesn't allow herself to get a big head or, or get diminished when, and the re, I think we need those people for people like me and like you and like mm-hmm. Pastor Wade to reestablish our faith sometimes to be like, wow, like, okay, if she, if she, she's going to keep me accountable to, to stay on this path of, it might be a zigzag line, like, mm-hmm. like Pastor Wade says, but her straight line is going to kind of guide me as well. I yeah, think it's, I it's, it's inspiration. Yeah. There's a, there's an older woman that I know that, I almost am like, is she real? Is she like a real, like, I I feel like she's like a unicorn. Like she, (laughs) I mean, she is so strong in her faith. And so everything is, you know, leads to to Christ and what Mm. he's done. And, and she could be, I mean, it could be something so terrible. And she's like, you know, God's going to use this. And you're like, yeah, your house is burning down. I mean, you know, like the house didn't burn down, but I'm like, you know, it's so, um, it's such a ins- inspiration for me. It's such a, wow, like that's, it's possible, you know, and um, seeing it is encouraging because that's, I wish, you know, I had just a little bit right. of that. You and know? you can aspire to yeah. it, right? Like, like 125, can I get, uh, I'll take, you know. 75. 42. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, that, I think for me, I, I look at some of those people and, you know, I, I think, well, maybe they just have, an immature faith, like they don't, uh, they haven't been through enough stuff. And that's why that they're just so, you know, all in with that 125%, like kind of thing. Like maybe they, they haven't experienced, you know, different things and maybe they're just, you know, all in because of that. And looking at it today through the lens of, you know, this is, these people are gifted with that. And that mm. is, you know, just as important as wisdom, just as important, important as all those other gifts listed in, in the first Corinthians and how we can look for those people and help to, you know, elevate them in times of doubt and times of struggle, struggle and, um, you know, pointing those people out and being able to identify them is important in your life. Because like you said, we can lean on them through times of, of struggles and doubts and everything. Right. I've even heard it said, um, a pastor, I used to be a part of a church in Lakeland and he would say, I don't need any help doubting. <laughs> like I can do that all on my own. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need help with faith. And so I think that's why those people are so important because they're, a lot of us struggle with some doubt here and there, but like, we don't need help with it. Like we're good with that. We need help with faith. So we need those people that are going to be grounding. Um, really quick, funny story. Someone that is like that. I saw, I don't know if you've seen it. This girl was talking about Chick-fil-A and she's like, y'all, I just want to let you know, uh, I just went through Chick-fil-A and they got my order all messed up. And you know what? That's okay, because that's what the Lord wanted. <laughs> yeah, they didn't mess up at all. Yeah, I wanted chicken nuggets. They gave me a spicy uh, spicy chicken. I was supposed to get a spicy chicken today. <laughs> she was like, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> I was like, 
That's I awesome. I don't believe it. I don't right, believe right. that Chick-fil-A My, would even up. mess up. No. <laughs> Maybe no. that's why she said it. She's like, if they messed up, it was a, it was definitely the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, but no, that's that's good. And I think that it's not it's not rewarded to to have that perspective a lot. It's more rewarded in our culture to poke holes in things and to, you know, find mm. the um the um cynic view of of things. And so I think as a church, we need to help to reward that type of mm, faith. And yeah. I, I don't know how we do that, but like, that's, that's what kind of stood out to me there. Cause it's like, when we look at Twitter or Instagram or whatever, like the people that are getting the most retweeted are often the ones that are, you know, being the most negative or yeah. being, being the most like poking holes in, in Tearing different things. People down. And, yeah. You know, even, even when you're looking at in the church, it's like, well, you know, my take on the sermon was he did this wrong or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the inclination, that's the inclination rather than like the, the elevation of those, um, those types of comments that, that do represent that, that 125 percenters and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, so then he also gave reference to, uh, Mark chapter nine, uh, Jesus healing the boy that was possessed by the impure spirit. Um, and he, uh, the, the quote from, from that, the Mark chapter nine there is, if you can, Jesus said, everything is possible for one, uh, for the one who believes immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe help me overcome my unbelief. So with that, you know, how can we effectively wrestle with our doubts when we're, when we're having them and how can we acknowledge them, but not give them, you know, so much credit, I guess, mm. in, in our, in our minds. Is there anything that comes to mind of how you wrestle with your doubts? I mean, first of all, I love, I love this. Like, um, <laughs> I, I obviously have heard the story a bunch of times, but like hearing it put this way mm. where it was like really highlighting what he said. Right. Um, I really is like how I feel like, it's like, Oh, I believe, but like, can you help me more with like what, what I mm. like? Cause I definitely wrestle with some stuff like mm. where I'm like unbelief, you know? Um, and it's not just, you it, know, shoving it under the rug and just saying, you know, yeah. that's, that's a doubt. And I, I just need to get rid of that. And it's just like, you know, and purify the, it's like, right. help me with my, my doubts. And, that was my yeah. favorite part yeah. about it, how he handled his doubt. It wasn't like a lot of people may doubt and just be like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I, I know Jesus is king. I know he's Lord. I, I've never doubted. What does that What does that yeah. do? What good does that do? He said, no, God, I want to believe or, or exactly what he says. I believe, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, help yeah. That, that weakness in me that, that tends to, to try to stop me from believing. And, and I think when you come with that, hum, that humility, Jesus is— like Pastor Wade said, of course he's, he healed his son because he just came yeah. with this humility. And not to say like that you're always going to have your prayer answered if you come with that humility, but just like that, I think it's, he well, handled it really well. Interesting, like, because it, he obviously believes, right. but like his unbelief is like, could God really heal my son? Mm. Like, could this really? So it's like certain areas in your life, you're not necessarily like you believe in God, but like, do you believe him enough in this area? That's good. And like, yeah. so I think that that's what, you know, I need to work on like do am I really fully asking God to be in this area or am I just thinking God God isn't not that I don't think God's big enough but like is he going to be present in it Mm. and um that's you know an area where for me personally that I can point out things where I question if I'm actually truly asking God to be part of it or if I'm just like "Mm, 
Like I don't think he he can really help. Or it's with even this. sometimes like a he's not gonna he's not gonna, this is too this is too tiny for him to help it with. This is too it's below it, he's not gonna why why me? Why this situation? Yeah. I believe he can do it, but it's not that big a deal, right? Yeah. Like it's like, no, like he's he cares about every minute detail of our lives. Like he really does. He loves us. And yeah, so no, that's that's a good good point. Yeah. And I've I've even heard um it kind of put in the way of like, you know, there's times where, you know, you have those doubts and even just kind of not knowing if God is is present in this and not knowing where, where God is in, in your story at a certain time. And, but it, there is such power in just living your life as if God exists. Like, you know, and when you're in those times of like, you know, struggle and doubt, like still clinging to that fact, like, Hey, maybe I'm, 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 I'm not believing right now, but like going into that state of, you know, what if I were to just continue to live my life as if God existed and he's, he's present here. Mm. And, um, being able to um, have that. And, you know, I think that's what people with that, you know, un- undoubtable faith and like that 125 percenters, like they, they just have that, that grasp on that. And so, yeah. um, but, but another thing that he said as well was, um, you know, he said, we're not just saved from sin, but saved into his kingdom. So we're not just saved from something. It's not like we're being, you know, just dragged out of this you know, terrible situation. It's like, we're being called into something that God has called mm, us into. Yeah. Um, and I love that, that the way he said that as well, but is there, is there anything else that stood out to you in the sermon today from his, uh, going into the end of John? Yes. I, I feel, <laughs> tell us, I feel like something I, I want to bring up and it's kind of like a little bit of a tougher subject, but it's something I've never thought about and Pastor Wade mentioned today was Judas. He said, oh, they're down to the 11 because Judas couldn't handle the guilt and, mm-hmm. and took his own life. And he said, Jesus would have forgiven him if mm-hmm. he would have just held on and come back. Yeah. So this is just my encouragement to anyone listening that, and maybe it's not as serious as suicide, but maybe, maybe it is, I don't know. But if it's just the idea that he can't use you, like I, I'm not fit to be used by Jesus, like he will forgive you and welcome you back and he has a role for you. And that was just powerful to me when he said that, like Jesus would have forgiven Judas, like Mm. Judas betrayed him and he would have forgiven him and welcomed him back with open arms. So like anybody that's listening that has that same mindset. And again, maybe it's not as serious as that, but you just don't feel like you're fit to be in church or whatever. He can use you and he will welcome you back and and forgive you for whatever you've done. And you would be surprised how many (laughs) he's brought back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man. I was just going to say, yeah. you know, absolutely. You can, there's a lot of people in this church that have experienced a lot of things. That there's some people in this room that have <laughs> experienced a lot of things. Right. <laughs> yeah, specifically <laughs> me. <laughs> no, but that, that, that is good. Yeah, I, I, he uh, he did mention that at the beginning of just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking at Judas in that, that lens of, you know, he, he would have forgiven him and that his story wasn't over just because of the decisions that he, he made in that time. And even though they were, you know, drastic and changed the the course of, you know, but Jesus knew that was going to happen and he knows what is going to happen in our lives. You know, there's not going to be a a shocking sin that we can do that is going to, you know, distance us enough where he's not going to have that forgiveness. And, 
Um, that is such an encouragement and mm-hmm. to, to know that, you know, how, no matter what level of valley we're in, we're, we're, we're still able to, to climb back out. He'll meet you right yeah. there, yeah. right there. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, so going through, through this, this is the end of the series of, uh, going through the gospel of John. Uh, so as we wrap this up, do you I have can't any, even believe it. We made it. We're done. Uh, it's, been, it's been a long, <laughs> long yeah. Are we done with John? Can we, I don't know. We'll see. Your dad will come <laughs> back like, and say, actually. We're going to continue on for yeah, another. Yeah, exactly. Like, how many like, times do we have to read this book? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a haul, but how, it's been good. Like it's yeah. been re- I've really just, yeah, good, good stuff. But yeah. But uh, so, so do you have any takeaways from the series or is there anything that resonated with you in a, in a new way going through uh, the book of John? Uh, yeah, I'll start back in March. Pastor Tom was speaking uh, about um, seeking him over seeking just the healing that he provides. And that was really powerful to me because a lot of times in our lives, we do kind of seek the miracle. We seek the to see him move, which is we want to, of course, like we we ask for that and we, we, we are desperate to see his move. But it's way deeper and more than just what he can do for us. It's, it's a, it's about that relationship with him and, and, and having that deep relationship with him. And it, and it, I like, he, he even made the statement about, um, uh, we need to see what we have rather than what we have, than what has been taken from us. That was kind of referring to pastor Tom and his leg injury. And mm-hmm. he was saying, I, I had to just sit back and look at what I had as opposed to what was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, uh, it puts things in perspective really when you, when you stop seeking just the miracle or just the move or just the change and seek Jesus mm-hmm. and, and then see where, where he moves from there. Yeah. Um, that was powerful for me. Yeah. Um, for me, it definitely came um, from uh, the scripture from John uh, 2 mm. um, when it talked about the story um, of God's first miracle or Jesus's first miracle um, where he, he used the servants to turn the water jugs into mm. a wine for the big wedding. Um, mm-hmm. And it was cool because he used, um, you know, it, what he said was using the ordinary to do something extraordinary. Yeah. And um, yeah. so I think it was a good reminder that we all have a place and a role and it doesn't matter where we're at. Um, that God, uh, Jesus can use, God can use us in, in whatever, whatever area that we yeah. can do. But that was um, for me from John. Yeah. Was a, it was and a good one. People over position, right? Yes. I mean, that was that whole, they were like yes. the, the lowest, mm-hmm. not the, low, but the but servers. They were yeah. the servers. They were servers. Bus They're not even part of yeah. right. the wedding. And, they yeah, were exactly. the, the top people and, no, and Jesus like, used them. To... And they had no questions asked. They were like, okay. Yep. <laughs> and they yeah. just did what he said. Yeah. And uh, so for me, I would say that the um, going into um, John chapter one, where um, he's talking about, you know, the um, religious leaders are questioning John the Baptist on who he is. And it was definitely something that I, I resonated with because it was, you know, going into who, where do you hold your identity? Where do you hold, you know, who you are? Is it truly in, in Christ? Is it, you know, in other things as other professions or in other, um, you know, things that you, uh, surround yourself with. Um, but, you know, going into what Britt said, you know, seeking his presence. And, uh, one of the quotes was from that sermon, the better we know Christ and his purpose, the more we'll understand ourselves and God's purpose for us. That's good. And so leaning on that and, you know, we may struggle with who we are at a certain time in our lives, but, um, you know, leaning on him and that is how we can find that out. You know, we may 
have all these type of things. Oh, I'm going to go do, do this course to find myself better. I'm going to go through this retreat to find myself better. But until we can lean on God and until we can find our and seek his presence, like that's the, the way that we truly find that, right. that, that entire, you know, path for our lives. And what I love about that is, um, cause my identity, I think in a lot of time areas of my life were in miss, like in different places and when it's rooted in Christ, it doesn't matter if you lose any of those other things mm. because it all starts with Christ because that's yeah. where your true identity is. Exactly. Stable, so. unshaking, unmoving. Yes. That's a good one. I'd like yeah. to change mine to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't. Me too. Can't we're we're only going to so, just change to Eric's. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I don't even know what the next series is going to be, but we will find out next week and we'll jump into it. But thank you guys. Uh, have a great week and we'll see you next time. 